Welcome to Volume 2, Chapter 3 of the Power Narrative Podcast. I am your host, B. Green, a.k.a. Belief Narrative, empowering you through awareness, inspiration, and motivation through the power of story. If you enjoy your time here in the podcast, do, do me a favor, like, subscribe, and comment, because what that does there's this brother named Al. His last name is Go Rhythm. If he knows you digging this podcast, he'd be like, oh, step into the stage is the power net. He can put it out there so that other folk can find it. You dig? I can dig it. Can you dig it? We started the reboot series at the end. Went all the way to the beginning and we end in the middle. Hmm, why is that? Often, people can see where they desire to be and who they desire to become. Oftentimes, people can see the need to change. But oftentimes, the place where people lose sight, the place where people struggle, is with middle management. Yes. Managing the midsection. No longer a newbie, but not yet a boss. No longer a Padawan, but not quite a Jedi Master. You can become lost and discouraged because of the way. Like, I'm not where I used to be, but I can't see how I'm ever going to get where I should be. This is the place where writers face that dreaded second act where they lose steam. The wind of the sails of this great concept kind of goes away and the work remains unfinished. In the middle, this is the point where the distance to the finish line seems a lot further off than originally anticipated and the heavy weight of waiting can take its toll. And you hit this point in your development where you ask yourself this question. Should I just give up and, and shut down? I've learned that in order to be a finisher, you have to have a different approach or a different relationship with the middle. I started to explain this concept in Chapter 17 of Volume 1, What's the Hold Up? If you haven't seen it, catch it. It's still there. Now, in that chapter, I promise to do a continuation. What I find most interesting is at the time, I had no clue that that was the season that I was about to enter. Now, I'm on the other side of it. And this continuation comes to you from a much higher and greater perspective. Let's plug in. In celebration of the brand new interview segment of the Power Narrative podcast called The Amp Hour, today's story will be taken from the pages of my life. The very first question of the interview is, knowing what you know now, what would you tell the 18-year-old version of yourself and give us a clue as to what was going on in that person's life. I would tell myself 
All right, kid, put a bookmark on this advice I'm about to give you and pull it out when it's time. I would tell the 18 year old version of myself to never do anything to pass the time because passing time is killing time. The 18 year old version of myself was about to go through a life altering experience that I nor anybody else in my life thought that I would ever overcome. You have to stop allowing people to tell you that miraculous things don't still occur because they do. I made a full recovery from a trauma induced mental illness that they said I wouldn't make it out of. They said I would be chemically dependent on what they were prescribing me for the rest of my life and I still would not be able to be a productive member of society. When the old folk pray that prayer and they say, thank you God for clothing me in my right mind, oh, it hits different for me because I know that having my right mind or having your mental health is not something that anyone should take for granted. Now, now based upon how it looked, their forecast for my life was spot on. But you see, I remember when rational thought returned to me. I knew that I was healing and I knew that whatever it was that I was under had been lifted. The journey ahead of me, I understood was going to be long and it was going to be difficult. And I knew the truth that the difficult part would be convincing those who knew me when that I had changed, that I was no longer the person that they knew under that condition. I knew the difficult part was going to be convincing those who refused to let me forget. You see, I knew I was no longer that person, but everyone around me reacted to me as though I was. And after a while, you start to ask yourself, are they right? Are, are you just trying to convince yourself that you're better? Should I just shut down and just be appreciative of the fact that I wasn't as bad as I used to be? But when you know better, you do better. If no one around me would accept the truth about me, then maybe I was in the wrong place. Maybe I was knocking on the wrong doors. And so I went to the other side of town. You know, sometimes you want to go where nobody knows your name. And I started the process of the reboot to reclaim my life. I started the difficult part of the journey, the middle. So nobody would treat me the same. Great. I have more time to plan my exit strategy. Nobody wanted to kick it. <laughs> Great. I have more time to work. Went back to school full time at community college to get my grades up so that I could be accepted into a major university in another state so that I could transfer. I worked a full time job, a part time job and was in school full time. I rebuilt my reputation and my credibility by grinding. I did what nobody 
thought I could do. I defied the odds. And I can remember the day that that acceptance letter to that major university came. The acceptance letter showed up, but I had applied too late to get a dorm room. And the only thing that stood between me and my new life was waiting. One semester stood between me and my new life. And what did I do? Hmm. I decided to relax and find things to pass the time. What I should have done was remain focused. What I should have done was not let up on the intensity and use that time to plan this statement. If I worked hard to get there and I got there, what was I going to do once I arrived? Oh, no. Mm -mm. Relax. You earned it. You've been accepted. You don't need to work so hard. Quit that part-time job. Take a semester off of school. Mm. I had my golden ticket and didn't even go to the chocolate factory. Never spent one day in the institution I had worked so hard to get into. I will continue to learn that lesson as my life took a much different path. But what I did know was that I could do the impossible. So when I talk about the power of the reboot, I'm not talking about something that I don't know about. I'm talking about something that I've lived. I'm talking about something that I know if I can do, you can too. The middle can be a very confusing time because you know, historically no one talks about the middle. I mean, when we look at the greats, we always talk about their humble beginnings and then we go straight to their moments of glory. But no one talks about how they got there. The middle is where transformation happens. The middle is where you receive the gift of becoming itself. It is in the middle where we go through the school of hard knocks and get taught the three P's. Preparation, patience, and persistence. There are two powerhouse songs with lyrics that embody this chapter by two phenomenal queens, Jill Scott and India Irie. We'll start with the song Prepared by Jilly from Philly. I've been reading my old journals trying to see where my head has been. I've been apologizing to some people, some bridges I needed to mend. Now don't pass that up. Sit with that for a minute. So she's saying, basically, live your truth in the absence of pride. Now what does that mean? Stand on the principles that you believe in, but leave room for error. If you find out later that you just didn't have all the facts, don't allow pride to stop you from continuing to build the connections that need to be built because we are a communal people. 
We have to have transparency between us and our tribe. Our relationship and our power depends on two connections. First, vertical and then horizontal. Now, Sister Jill continues with, I've been letting some old ideas go, making room for my life to grow. If you desire growth, it hinges upon two principles, space and time. Now we're about to get to time in a minute. The next gem that she drops is this. I just want to be prepared. I'm listening for God more. I'm doing my chores, meaning the blessing or the opportunity or whatever you want to call it can come. But if I'm not ready, if I haven't done what is required of me, then I can miss that thing. I had a very, very interesting conversation recently with somebody who was explaining to me why Black Panther was their favorite Marvel character. And he said, look, most people think that the superpower that Black Panther has, like his real superpower, they think is you know, the vibranium suit and the claws and the super agility. Nah, his real superpower is being able to connect with the ancestors and gain all the knowledge of how these kings became kings and how they were able to rule with wisdom. And how does he get there? He has to be still in body, mind, and spirit. He has to close everything that's running in the background to make sure that connection is strong so he can receive that download so that he can update and then restart. So close out all the stuff that you have going on in the background because you need all of your energy. You need all of your focus to receive your upgrade. This brings us to patience. In the last chapter, we discussed self-love and how to implement those things that are necessary for growth. Please listen. This is not a negotiation. Stop trying to skip steps. You only delay the process. We sit up here and we say we're waiting on God when God could be waiting on you. See, downloads take time. Uninstalling takes time. Reinstalling takes time. Finding the right life application to open what you receive takes time. We get anxious, but trust. If it was time, it would be. And if it ain't, there's a reason. This brings us to persistence. Now we want to get out there and we assume that we're going to be on top because we show giftedness in a particular area that we used to get some shine. But how many people do you know that are gifted beyond measure, that are sitting on the power box with no access to the power. You, without being committed to the process of sharpening those skills, will only get but so far. 
while someone who may not be as talented as you may soar while you're still on the ground because you refuse to commit. There's a scripture that says, commit your way. And then I will bring the desires of your heart to pass. You see, the willing and the committed may pass the talented because they joyfully and with love go after that thing. They want to learn. They're eager to do the things that come natural to you. And because you don't practice self-love, you don't see the value in what you naturally have. You don't see the value of what you bring to a situation. So therefore you don't see the value in your gift. Loving you means loving yourself enough to joyfully develop what you bring to the table. What is it that you bring to the situation? Because it is better to give than to receive. God loves a cheerful giver. Now, Sister India Irie wrote a song, I am ready for love. All the joy and the pain and the time that it takes just to stay in your good grace. An offering of my voice my eyes, my mind, my soul, tell me what is enough to prove that I'm ready for love. You may want to reap the benefits of a thing without having to do what it takes to produce that thing. That's what the middle is for. So many people think that they want marriage when in actuality what they want is a wedding. I want a degree on the wall without actually having to learn. And I gotta do what? I do it, but I'm gonna fight you every step of the way. <laughs> nah, you can keep that because you obviously aren't ready. There are people who are cheerfully ready to give of themselves to learn and develop the things that we may have that we refuse to or complain about developing. Now we love to talk about these great heroes of faith. We love to talk about baby Moses and we love to talk about Moses uh, parting the Red Sea or Ten Commandments, mountaintop Moses, but we don't like to spend time with Moses in the middle where he at in the middle. The Moses who was in Midian. Now here he is being reintroduced to God, trying to understand this new download with an old operating system. And it went something like this. He's telling the creator, yeah, that sounds good, <laughs> but nah, that, that, that's not me. And then the creator gives him a solution for every problem that he presents. And we get down to the nitty gritty. Are you willing to answer the call? You have the option of shutting down or receiving the update so you can restart. He hit God with Egypt. Well, you know, uh, the last time I was down there and God was like, yeah, 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 I know. 
The last time you were down there, you didn't quite understand the plan. You jumped ahead of schedule and did your own thing. This time will be different. This time, I'll direct your steps. I designed you for all the great things you've always felt that you could do. And all I need you to do is show up and do what I'm asking you to do, when I'm asking you to do it, how I'm asking you to do it, and trust and believe it's going to work out for your good. You see, this new operating system, it comes with automatic updates. So right when you need it, all you got to do is connect, receive the download and restart. And he chose to be updated rather than to shut down. The challenge question is very simple. Will you answer the call? Will you choose to update and restart?